1: Hello and welcome to the Truth Faith Radio Show. Uh, my name is Ben Wade, I'm the host tonight, and I'm joined by Bolland. Hello, Hello. Bolland. Hello. And Mickey, Mickey, can you hear us? Hello, yeah. Um, obviously, it's Derby weekend, but before we get on to that, uh, we'll just have a quick recap of the Leicester game. Um, we all went down for it, following uh, Rafa in absolute pure delight, buzzing uh, at the appointment. Bolland, I'll start with you.
2: How did you rate your first game? um so we definitely looked a bit more like a football team, which was encouraging um There was obviously some sort of tactics and strategy that Rafford had given them, which couldn't have been said for previous away games that you know we've been do um but generally it was pretty pretty positive the you know team played all right. one thing that you know is still an issue is scoring goals, and we didn't look like particularly scoring a goal. Would help um, if anybody
1: to try to have a shot like...
2: Yeah, I was just about to say, um, Mitrovic and Sissoko both should have done better with their chances. And that's something that you need to sort of work on with them. It's something a problem that Mitrovic has had all season um, and doesn't look like it's going to go away anytime soon. So. But aside from that, generally pretty positive about the, the whole performance. Um, no one really disgraced themselves. I don't think no standout rubbish player, which makes a nice change as well. <laughs> um, yeah, I think
1: was it was it just a case that everybody was just bang average.
2: Yeah, pretty much. No one really, no one stood out, but no one was terrible either. Really, um, there's still work to be done with Wanyala and Sissoko. Um, they both need to start contributing a lot more. They're up two biggest players and away from home again. Both of them, I think, were disappointing. I know some people might disagree about Sissoko, but I feel like he still has to contribute a lot more. Um, I you know it's all right. Like I think Dodds mentioned on the podcast, the other think like, you know, they're sticking two or three men on him. But you know, good players cope with that, and Sissoko doesn't seem to, or you know, sometimes doesn't even try to. So
1: they at least like use the ball to to make make um take advantage of of the fact that they've. <laughs> they've put all the players on him so surely there's got to be spaces elsewhere but yeah we we don't seem to be able to it's not Sissoko's fault but we don't seem to be able to take advantage of that do we Mickey I'm sure you'll want to come in and uh, defend Sissoko's honour because you're such a staunch supporter of his um, <laughs> do you just want to quickly uh, give give your take on the game I agree with Bonds pretty much um, with
3: everything you said I think it was a different Newcastle performance away from home. there was no uh there was no lack of effort there. It was just the first time really we knew to say that about the entire and um, the entire team. I think Sasoko and Mitrovic have cost us a point by not shooting. The two of them, Mitrovic as a striker, getting the ball in the box seven yards on goal and not shooting. It's just it's just crazy, um, and that's something I, I think Rafa won't stand for. Hopefully. Uh, hopefully in the long run you'll have a positive effect on his career and, and you should just
2: have him to one side at the minute and train and just literally make him shoot just make him shoot for the rest of the team in training so do if you do anything else just, just shoot did you see the the Chronicle article about Clive offering to come in and coach the strikers <laughs> yeah uh, um, I really bag it I'd bring him in <laughs> really like the, blo- the bloke knows how to score goals
1: I, I, I fear he'd probably have an adverse effect and them, show them how to get really fat and and just just go out on the lash all the time because I hear, hear that he was pretty good at that. But um, now I think I mean it's it's interesting. Like I, I read in the week uh, that Raf like Raf has made a, a point of emphasis of that that he's he's working on on Mitrovic uh, with his shooting and he's he's finishing. Um, and you, you just feel like he's he's got so much potential. He's a, he's a great all round player. But it's just he's lacking the goals and that killer killer instinct, unfortunately. But you've got to remember the lads. What he's 20, 21? He's still a young lad. There's, there's not many players come coming at the Premier League and, and tear it up in their first season. Um, and I think he's, the,
3: It's the most important thing for a striker. He's got to be, he's got to be able to
1: score. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely.
2: Um, just to jump back to the match, one of the encouraging things was that the players actually tracked back and we chased things and we, we were in periods quite good at pressing the ball as well. which mm-hmm. We've not done home or away really. Um, barring maybe the first half against West Ham so it was another encouraging point to see Um, I think Shelby's growing into the captaincy I'm honest I thought he was probably our best player on the pitch through the night and gave everything for it so yeah Yeah, definitely you know that says it all doesn't it about how bad it's been for us that that we're picking
3: out the best on the pitch just as the person who's actually put in the amount of effort that should be just standard across the board in every single game
1: yeah, definitely. I mean it, it's one of those things, isn't it? I mean the I I was quite I was quite pleased, I think, in general I thought especially against a team like Leicester who they've they've got real grafters in their midfield. I mean Danny Drinkwater uh, drink water in Cante, in I thought were were brilliant.
2: Totally undeserved England call up
1: by the way. <laughs> 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 But I, I just think um they they like they they show you they set this this, this they're sort of the standard don't they for the ground they cover and the, the jobs they're doing they, they stick to it and they do it with real tenacity yeah. and it's it's something that you look to like you kind of hope like would look at performances like that and, and players would think well if, if they're doing it and I mean they're, they're probably half the I mean can't is a good player but Danny Drinkwater has he really got that much talent much much better talent than than the likes of Colbach or uh, or Shelby I mean the, it's, it's just the fact that he's he's, he's just willing to, to put in the hard work and I think it's Hopefully, Leicester in total. Really, I think this season, not many people would have uh, um, would will be sort of outworking them this season. Um, and I think that's why they they are where they are because they, they work so hard and they haven't got the most talented players. They've got a few very good individuals, but it's just the fact that they, they just don't give you that that the opportunities. I mean, the, the fact that they've they've limited us, limited limited us to very few chances. I mean, we've not we've had two half chances where we probably should have. Uh, tested the keeper, but other than that, we've not really been able to break them down. And that was a, a defence with Robert Huth, Wes Morgan, Danny Drinkwater in it. I mean, uh, Danny Drinkwater, Danny Simpson in it. Who you, you wouldn't have been looking at them three like ever as being Premier League quality. Um, and yet there they are at the top of the league. So I think you've got to give a lot of credit to them.
2: Yeah, we, we matched, we matched Thank them you. for the large, large spells of the game, and then we were unfortunate because we probably should have had a penalty. Um, Just just thinking back what
1: I've just said there. It's a prop there like Dave Bassett. Like three cheers for Ramirez. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He was brilliant out
2: there, wasn't he? uh, At Leicester, were awful. I think like like, from what the the standard that they've set themselves this season, they were awful. Um, But yeah, do you think we deserve a bit of credit
3: for making them
2: awful though? um, What do you think? The week. I mean, they've. they've to, to be honest, they've
1: they've not looked that brilliant in the last couple of games against West Ham and uh, Watford. I mean, they, they won that game, but they 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 didn't look brilliant. But at, I mean, at the end of the day, yeah, I think they didn't they they didn't really create any chances, and I think that's one of the good things is that we looked and they got a jammy goal. They did get a jammy goal, that, but we looked we looked tough to beat for once this season, which was really encouraging. Um, I feel like if we go on on the road and play like that most most weeks, we're not gonna give away the, the, the one chance like like they got um
2: shouldn't got go, Jamie go. Vardy cheating it, it no was literally a,
1: a, it was a, the definition of a nil nil game i thought in terms of um the quality like the, the chances real chances created by both teams there's one bit of quality by Okazaki's oh, exactly, won the game and that's fair enough you got to you got to take that sometimes but from it a, was encouraging from a cheating Jamie Vardy <laughs> but it was encouraging that we're, we actually looked like we're, we we like a proper football team for once this season so um, hopefully yeah. that'll that'll continue for for the way performances and as you say it's just testament to Rafa's organisational skills that he's he's got a team that have looked in absolute shambles all season looking like at least organised and solid for within a, a couple of days of being with them. Which just I
2: mean I think it goes to show how bad a job McLaren was doing. But well, by, by the sounds of things, it sounds like McLe- uh, Benitez has actually got them training. Yeah, I was, I was reading I mean, they used to get seventy two hours off before a game. 72 So it's, it's three days So yeah. What were the I don't know what they were doing then Good and, uh, Yeah, That's why they pay me the medium books <laughs> um, You know And then uh, I've lost a train of thought now But like You know They're not training for three days It's just It's just absolutely bombing. Oh, And Lascelles came out and said We're, we're actually doing work on tactics <laughs> yeah. So They've had these 72 hours off And then They must have two days Possibly Where they're training And yeah. they weren't working on tactics So what What was McLaren having them do it's it's mental, isn't it? I mean, probably just kicking a uh, ball uh, between was, each other. I was hoping, yeah, I was hoping you'd answer that question.
1: <laughs> <before>. <laughs> I, I know, Bolland. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been down to training, so uh, I'm sorry, Bolland, I can't, uh, I can't tell you that. But it, it is, it is mental. I mean, that's one of the things that I think came out from the Pardew years was when we, we had the success at the, the sort of early stages of his uh, management. It was when he was actually preparing for games and they were putting in a lot of work and in terms of the defensive. Um, organization and they were they were working as a as a group and and he was sort of pushing them to um, work work as a group um, whereas you can't really see any of that I mean we've looked like individuals all season which uh, is, has been uh, sort <laughs> of biggest downfall just getting people isolated and, and getting picked off and they're just not obviously not good enough but um, I think you you, you have even you, your worst teams that come up. They look like at least they, they've got a bit of organisation between them. that's are sort of the bare minimum, so it's absolutely shocking that um, it's it's taken this long for for someone to point that out. But hopefully we want a bigger and better things now, um, and we'll <laughs> hopefully we'll we'll uh, get a bit of luck uh, this weekend for once, um, not be on the end of a, a, a scrappy goal like uh, Monday night. Let's talk a bit about Leicester before
3: we move on, because um, We've been like as a group. We've been quite divided on uh, on our opinions on Leicester. Well, it doesn't want to win the league at all. It never has. Dodgy has <laughs> always gone on about the goal music, um, the negativeism, and all of that. I kind of just everything that people have been saying the negatives about Leicester. I've kind of just said, well, it doesn't matter because they they've spent no money and they're going to win the league and it's class. But being there on Monday night and seeing them all with this stupid like plastic clapper
2: thing, <laughs> whatever
3: it is, like folded up paper, and the minging goal music. It's, it's absolutely horrific. I'll would, I would be genuinely embarrassed if Newcastle give out those stupid clappers. It's horrible. It's a false atmosphere and it shouldn't count. They shouldn't have been allowed to sing louder than us on the basis of having those stupid clappers. <laughs> it's, it, ruined, it ruined the atmosphere at first, didn't it? Like, we've got a few songs in, but otherwise they were dead loud and it was just because of the clappers.
2: Yeah, it's so budget. It's so, so, so budget. Um, I, I
3: still think I want them to win the league because that's... You
2: only have to go there once. Yeah, um, and I, I, I think didn't. if they're going to win the league, they need to start behaving like a big club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, you're top of the league now. Yeah, get grow rid- up, get a- Yeah, exactly. Grow up. Get rid of the music. Get rid of the clappers. <laughs> like, just give it a rest. You're not in League One now with the Championship. Just you know, grow up.
3: Yeah, cut it out. Yeah. The other thing that I wanted to point out was we we didn't get that long to do it, but we had a couple of pints in Leicester before before the match and they just didn't like nobody was very excited mm-hmm. I feel like if that was us even though, even though it's a Monday night game against one of the teams at the bottom of the league if we were five points clear like again at the top of the league now we we'll had a game on on a Monday night against Norwich town would be absolutely buzzing people would be going nuts and they were all just like like there was there was no buzz around there was no like atmosphere or anything they I don't all know it
2: was a Monday so, night mate there's no excuse if it was Monday night in Newcastle we were top of the league we'd be going mental oh, I don't know um,
3: it's The word like the, the go- town would be
2: buzzing not these days I don't think it would I think you're wrong Sergeant Peppers would be absolutely <laughs> constant um, one of the things as well which I thought was a bit weird was the amount of time they spent goading our fans it's like you're Leicester yeah. City and you're top of the Premier League like enjoy it don't just spend yeah. your time laughing at Newcastle like yeah like, yeah, that was a bit unnecessary, wasn't
1: it? It's, but at the same time, as you said, they are a small club. It's a small club mentality, isn't it? So don't, yeah. like, not really got much to say about that, to be honest. Like, I think if we were in a similar position, we'd probably be doing a similar sort of thing again. So,
2: if Newcastle were top of the league at home Monday night against Leicester, who were 19th, I wouldn't care what Leicester fans were doing. We'd oh, no, no I'm completely home, with like. you. But I think the sections that, that would still good them it's just
1: a we're perfect it's just yeah. a yeah, it's just perfect. P- it's just the situation <laughs> exactly. of football fans isn't it uh, right. yeah. but now you're right I mean it, it was at this point like you'd, you'd think they would have just been singing like songs about Ranieri all day like we were about Rafa um, but uh, not the case I suppose they've had it all season though they're probably getting a bit sick of singing about them all the time so <laughs>
2: it must be so, so frustrating yeah. well if that's, if that's true they don't deserve the league. <laughs> maybe they just need a dose of Steve McLaren for a little bit bring, <laughs> bring them back to earth it was a joke
3: if that was us we'd be singing about Ranieri not even just at matches but just in our general life. Like,
1: <laughs> just at sing, sing, lives. singing down the phone <laughs> yeah you're probably right to be fair I, I was very close to doing that on uh, Friday when uh, obviously I obviously heard the news about Rafa <laughs> 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 oh,
2: I definitely did I mean, didn't go down well in an office in some <laughs> <moment>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, watching their faces crumble was pretty brilliant though
1: how how has the uh, this this week been working working over over there?
2: It started uh, the dark side. It start, the dark side. started brilliantly. I mean, well, last Friday was brilliant. Like the, the sheer anger. So even leading up to Rafa's appointment, they've been getting really angry at just sort of like the mention. So say like, ah, oh, we've been linked with Benitez. Like just real rage. Like about to kick off and when the news broke. Like the lad who sits next to us, just like swore and got up and walked out of the room and I was just sat there with my hand <laughs> going, Rafa Rafa Benitez <laughs> um, that's good to hear but I mean one of the arguments they gave as well was in this situation who would you rather have as a manager Sam Allardyce who's been there loads of times before or Rafa Benitez which kind of made me chuckle because well there's a reason yeah, why Sam Allardyce has been in that situation over and over and over again I mean if Benitez is capable of coaching a team at the Champions League I reckon he's probably got it in him to get them out of the bottom three as well.
3: He's never experienced relegation, man. What you're on about? You've got, you definitely take big time. He's, he's had he's been in loads of relegations. He's a great manager.
2: The other one was as well. He's just been sacked from Real Madrid. Right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. Yeah, it's not even a valid point because they literally will sack anyone. Yeah. At least an, he's managed an, an, there. Ancelotti won the Champions League. I know it's not good enough. Get lost.
3: Yeah, it's just so, just ridiculous. But, but probably. Lots of the rumours and all the Spanish press, isn't it, they're
1: going to sack Sudan at the end of
3: the season. Like
2: Sudan, of
1: course they will. He's been given six months. Of course they will. They're pretty. He's awesome. not winning the league, so he's he's basically out of a job now. He's dead man walking. He's, um, it's then, who they're replacing with. Will be interesting.
2: They've got. They've grown more confident over the last few. Certainly since Leicester, they seem to be a bit more confident about things. And um, they seem to be looking at it very much as if like this. The pressure's on us. We've got to win. They're expecting full meltdown if they win. But you know the pressures on us, and that's the way they're approaching it, and it's probably pretty fair to be honest.
1: Well, I had to, I, the pressures on both that like, neither team can afford to slip up at this stage.
2: Well, you see, I, was, I was sort of chatting to them about this, and I don't think you know the, the media. Nor- Norwich,
1: Norwich, have got us at home, and I'm sure Villa at home as well. Yeah.
2: Now, if we if we say we draw this game,
1: um, I mean Norwich have looked poor, but you, it, it's more than conceivable to think that they'll they'll pick up a couple of wins at home at some point against the rubbish teams like we can't be affording a split split point so I don't, completely uh, 50-50 I
2: think the pressure you see I don't I, I disagree I, the media are building this game up to be like you know, the, the 100 million pound derby and all this sort um, of do? I don't think it's true so say even if we beat Sunderland I think that puts us two two points ahead of them mm-hmm. it's not inconceivable that we could go on and lose and there were three or four games and they could win, and then all of a sudden they're back ahead of us. Oh, right, yeah. And, like, the same applies, you know, like, if they beat us, there's nothing to say they aren't going to lose a few games and we'll win some, like, as Benitez gets more time. So mm. it's being built up slightly out of proportion, but it is it's still a massive game for us. Well,
3: it's not a black-and-white game, is it? Like, it's, it's not going to send either team down, but it's... Oh, let's hope it is, Mickey.
1: Whoever whoever wins this is going to be... The confidence that's going to
3: run through either side, whoever wins it, hopefully it Um I think it'll
1: make a massive difference for us this season. If we win, mm-hmm. I think we'll sell. If we lose, I think we're down. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I swear, Bolo, Bolo makes a good point. I mean, there's still like what eight, ga- uh, nine games left.
2: Yeah. Um, so, as you say, anything could happen. And I still think that there's teams above us, could, Norwich could and Sunderland in. that could get dragged into it because I don't think C- it's <laughs> inconceivable.
1: 20, Twenty-seven points on offer, obviously, is, is a lot of play for. But you have to look at the, the form of the team. We're down there for a reason. We're not. We're not been picking up points. I mean, we've is still it? got. Um, I mean, the Bournemouth game was was massive, and we we cocked that up big time. Um, you're the, not you're not going to get many more opportunities like that to play the the teams that that are beatable at home. Like we haven't got many left. I mean, we've got what Swansea, Sunderland coming up, Crystal Palace, Palace. I mean, we have still got Villa and Norwich away, which could could be huge, huge games as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you're right. There's plenty more to play for, but I think from a, a mental standpoint, you lose this game like. It's massive, just because you, you're giving up so much ground to the other team. Now I know it's only one win, but it's it's, it's a win and a, to to them. And a, I
2: think for us, it's a chance that you've lost where you could have picked up points. I Think it's must not lose rather than must win for us, because mm-hmm. we lose that puts the maximum five points ahead of us, and yeah. you know then it starts looking a bit grim. Not inconceivable we could catch them, but pretty <laughs> pretty grim. Um, a, a defeat, a catastrophe, an absolute yeah. catastrophe. And I think that's the way we need to approach it. Is just don't lose this game. Just don't lose it. Um, yeah, that would be my opinion. For right. our
3: sake, as fans,
2: if you disregard the
3: whole picture about relegation and everything, though, we need to win this. We need to shut them up. I'm, I'm absolutely sick of hearing from them. <laughs> six in a row. It's going to be seven in a row. Yay! <laughs> I've just I've had I've had enough. It's, it's been going on far too long now. Time's come for us to just put an end to it. I
2: was chatting to one of them a couple of days ago, and he was like bigging up this six in a row thing, but. This start of six in a row is one of these starts that in say the next few derbies, like we win two, draw one, and they win another one. Like all of a sudden, you know, people forget about six in a row. It's not that big a I deal. I was going to
1: say, no, uh, you don't hear too many Newcastle fans talking about their whatever twelve years was it without a defeat in the Derby. Something stupid. It's not. Yeah. it Doesn't really matter, really. It's it's um, the state of quo. It's
3: it's only the most relevant record. That oh yeah, uh, that anyone ever talks about. If we win now, six in a row is gone.
2: Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. We need to we need to finish that as well. It's pretty annoying. So i just I'm just sick of it. And like when you actually
3: look at it on paper, they're not a good so football team, they've not got they've well, not got many good players at all. Dispo well, is excellent. Charlie looks like he's alright. But apart from that, I mean they've got the defence. This corny lad might be alright, I don't really know anything about him. But other than that, like where's Brown? <laughs> John O'Shea come off it. Like they they haven't been Premier League standard
2: players for eight years. Yeah, I think the six six. The in combined
3: a row, pace on FIFA is probably thirty-two. <laughs>
2: the six the six in a row thing. I think it's um, it's it's more representative of how far we've fallen than rather like oh, massive, like yeah. they've closed any sort of gap. We've just got rubbish because they're still finishing pretty much the same places they always have. Their players are still dreadful. It's just that we've just decided to We're give up on footy, Yeah, um, dodgy
3: in his um. In his match preview, which you should read on True Faith, it's a, it's a really good read this this week. Pointed out the that since 2012-2013 um, season, someone have won 32 games of 148 or something, whatever it works out as, and we've won 42. So we, in, in one of the worst periods ever for Newcastle, consistently terrible football and terrible results, were still 10 games... 10 wins better than Sunland in that period like they are still shocking they're absolutely shocking so you're, you're absolutely right on the six of them row thing is, is completely reflective, uh, reflective on us being worse than and better they're, they're no better than they've ever been they're worse than they've ever been if anything
1: yeah No. Nah, th- I think it, I mean it's it's no shock is it that we're like the fact that we're just had a couple of relegation battles here after year now like we're getting sucked into um and, and the sort of pressures, I mean, obviously last last season I didn't think would would sort of be back down there. I mean, obviously I just, just sort of wrote that off as just Carver being John Carver, but it is worrying that this this squad where we've, we've seen they've got a lot of talent, but it's just so um, inconsistent, they don't put any performances together. Um, and there's a lot of people in there that taught, taught a great game and they'll do um, something brilliant in a game, but... Over the course of a season, you you end up where you deserve to be, and I think it just shows that the recruitment side of things. Um, Rafa, if he stays, and obviously we stay up this season, they've got a massive, massive uh, job to to rebuild the core of this team. Yeah. Mainly, um, I mean, the defense has been shocking for a while, and even one of the sort of the, the better players who get doesn't really get much stick. Jan like defensively, he's not great. He's, he's very good going forward and, and supports. Works well with Sissoko and the, the support, the attacks, but defensively it's all over the shop and there's just no real um, organisation at the back there, which is just a bare minimum you've got to have. I mean, as I say, I go back to Leicester. You look at their defence, you wouldn't say on paper you would take any of their players on our team yet. Yeah, they, they work well, other than the left back, because he's actually a proper left back and he's quite good. Because he, <laughs> he, he is a left back. But other than that, like, the I mean, maybe Huth probably. Just, just because, because he's, he's a, a tank
2: you take Morgan and over him
1: back uh, I, d- I don't know
2: they're top of the league nah I'm not <laughs> having it
1: they rubbish man but um yeah it's just it's, it is just players have let themselves down but they've, they've been allowed to. they've been coasting I mean you hear stories like that about McLaren not even properly training like no wonder we're down where we are there's no urgency there's no um organisation around it they're, they're just allowed to basically get away with murder for Get, get paid the hundreds a week to do a couple of days training that's disgraceful no wonder we're down where we are because it's it just the have got the back complacency
3: the problem we've got at the back is Colachini has, has had four years now where he's been massively underperforming and he's just he's just
1: Guaranteed. never going to lose
3: his place because the people in, and people we've got in reserve the other centre backs at the club are Stephen Taylor Tim O'Neill Mike Williams have had four years of, as an understatement debt, they're absolutely <laughs> they're a joke then none of those are Premier League players so college union just by the virtue of not being as terrible as the other centre-hours out of the club has to play the problem yeah. at the back for us has always been that we just haven't found anyone that's actually good enough to play at the mm. back in the Premier League yeah, for a long time the problem problem Mbembe I was going to
1: say I think Mbemba looks like he could do it but as you say it's you, you need someone next to him that's actually competent and um, the option is just there are not
3: should be playing Mbemba alongside someone that's six foot five and is going to win everything in the air and it'd be like a almost like a brick wall because in a classy defender who's good good on the ball. He's reasonable in the air for his size, but he's only five foot eleven or something. Mm-hmm. So you put if, when you put someone like well, Connor Wickham is the, is the one that's got my head, but like sort of like <laughs> big big aerial that's, presence striker. Pleasing it draws you, that, isn't they're it? Gonna, they're going to struggle on it because they've got. It's got no
1: height between them and no strength. Mm-hmm. Nah, definitely. I mean, you, you just look across the the league. Everybody's got them. Boris, really. Um, I mean, Sunderland are full of them. This Coney lads, big like O'Shea and West Brown. They're, they're not good defenders, but they're, they're big, like physical players, aren't they? Uh, like the likes of Stoke have always got them. Shawcross and Walshide, um, like Leicester, Morgan and and Huth. They've all got big lads who are are, are going to give the strikers a, a tough, tough game week in week out. And I've sort of made the point. Um, absolutely mortal on, on their Monday night that I think Mitrovic played so much into the hands of Ruth and Morgan because he was just he wasn't really looking for the ball he was just looking for the contact with them and, and trying to basically st- st- steal free kicks off them where the ref just wasn't having any of it and I think he was too more bothered about the physical battle with them than he was about the ball and just you, you, you get a tough game every week in the Premier League because you're playing up against big strong defenders that are going to Going to make it a tough game for you, and that I think that's what 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 we lack is play, strikers come here and they, they they're given a field. Day. I mean, look, look at Diego Costa for for Chelsea the other week. Been having a very light like, average season. Chelsea been shocking, and he's literally given all the time in the world, like all the opportunity to to actually sort of play himself back into form. And he looked he looked like a the, the world class player that he he did last season and the year before uh, at Atletico just he, he hasn't been in that four more season because he's not been given any easy games and I think that it, it's just mental that we're still sitting here for years and years and years we've been crying out saying you've got to get a centre-back a decent centre-back we've gone and got Mbemba but he's exactly the type of build as, as Colaccini he's not going to change anything on, on his own so I think that that hopefully that will be something that they'll look to, to address in the summer but anyway we're going off topic So
3: Mbemba should have been signed as Colaccini's replacement not yeah. to play alongside him yeah
1: agreed so looking forward then um to Sunday, uh, we'll just quickly talk about the team selection. Mickey. Starting
3: off with it starting off with a tweet, Ben. Richie Smith's been in touch. Oh, yeah. Long time listener, podcast guest regularly. Um and something me and Bond talked about before the match as well before the podcast, sorry, as well. Mm-hmm. Richie Smith said what's our thoughts on starting De Young on Sunday. He was technically a cut above some of our midfielders when he came on on Monday. Mm-hmm. That's something that I would agree with. Um mm-hmm.
1: I thought he looked excellent when he came on. Shall we get onto him when we get onto the that actual position? are oh, you want to go through the team from the well, back Did I I think I think it's we've we've got plenty of time to fill, so uh let's let's not rush straight to the attack and then have half an hour and not talk about anything. <laughs> cool. So keep there, Mickey, who would you play? Hello.
3: A, a bit
1: of a pointless question isn't it <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Rob, Rob, Rob Root or Carl Darlow anyone going to put the Darlow argument <laughs> out there Bolland you, 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 you like a controversial uh, shout are you going to put Darlow out there no I've been sticking up for Rob <laughs> Elliot for weeks now I'm not about to drop him <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, that's a no brainer defence then um, so obviously there's rumours God's
3: out. get in touch with us on Twitter and let us know if you would play Rob Elliott or not <laughs> you're, you're the one that hates him more than, more than anyone else, and or hates anyone in the world
1: <laughs> so back four mate. give us your back four
3: it sticks itself really doesn't it, <laughs> uh, it, it the Retton and, Bember,
1: and Bember's uh, coming back in so who would you drop for him
3: Stephen Taylor um, I think the South looks solid in the air so you can, as long as we can if Ratford knows that Mbemba's gonna play for the next couple of days he should just be telling themselves you just win the ball. Basically do what Mike Williamson did, win the ball and give it to someone else so you're not losing it his his distribution has been frankly disgraceful over the past few weeks. He looks like he just looks like Williamson. I'll so, just I'll he's just be like the, Williamson.
1: The shout out playing devil's advocate. They've they've lost Fletcher, so they haven't got that aerial threat who um not that he was a massive threat really, but
2: right, we're and, and in though before you. He...
1: Oh yeah, actually yeah, good shot. But I was gonna say if it's if it's Defoe, do you really want Lascelles who's a bit I, I suppose i am I saying that like Taylor's a donkey as well? So it's it's less retrieval I suppose. So you you back Lascelles over Taylor. Yeah. Um
3: Taylor is is for me now he's a bit of a lost cause he's had a few good years but really he's just been an injury prone, great defender. Um and he He's the one in the team without maturity that you would worry he might lose his head, mm-hmm. and we can't afford. We can't afford another red card. We're just getting red card after red card against Sunderland.
2: I think this is such a big game, and Steven Taylor's played in them before and played all right in derbies before as well. I think he, I don't think you can drop him um, at this stage. Lascelles is too inexperienced. He hasn't shown. I don't think he's shown anyone <laughs> enough to show that he should be starting ahead of Taylor at the minute. Um, and Taylor's the kind of person you want on the pitch in these games like he's going to be fired up he's going to you know he's going to give you absolutely everything as we've seen in the past like he's quite a solid derby player for us I thought he did all right last year didn't he until he, he went off yeah did he, he cracked his head off the post yeah. or something didn't he headbutt um, the post we need, he? that, we need that sort of uh, bravery it's, yeah, yeah exactly bravery. bravery he's going to put his body on the line for it isn't he like I don't know if we can at this point say the same about the cells right I think Taylor and Mbemba, for a game of this size, it's got it's, it's gotta be those two. I don't think you can look past them unless Collecini's back, but yeah, just those two. Left back, would you go call back? Yeah. If only
3: we had a left back.
2: Unfortunately I think it's gotta be call back again. Um, we have literally nobody else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so just try to
1: think if anyone's back I mean, fit. They're, they're not
2: even closer there could stick Anita in but Anita's terrible so I wouldn't bother with that one um, right so let's just fast forward so De Jong maybe <laughs> <laughs> we well, haven't talked about the centre mid you know, <laughs> so it could be a bit of a debate in there go
1: on then Valand. put 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 forward your case
2: what for the centre mid yeah I don't know Shelby and I really don't want it to be Anita it's go, it's go. I don't are well, you, to, are I you don't putting forward Anita if, I don't, I'm not putting forward Anita Saive the lad's not had enough of a <laughs> chance. <laughs> um, I, it's an interesting one. I mean, because what you could do, I thought Wijnaldum actually against Leicester looked better um, when he dropped deeper. Dropped deeper. So that's actually and
1: that that would give you the option to bring in a certain player who will will not mention. Not who mention, could not mention could, could be coming up, uh, being mentioned later in the show.
2: So I think that could actually be quite an interesting partnership because Shelby, since he's come, has actually sat a little bit deeper anyway. <laughs> So playing he's, he's, he's a deep
1: line player. He likes to get the ball, get on the ball as much as he can from the defense, and, and he finds that space a lot easier the deeper he goes.
2: Yeah, um, you know we're going to touch on it a second, but playing Wijnaldum a bit deeper, even though he's been probably one of our best attacking players at times, uh, you know, it could it opens up positions for. He's a quality player though,
1: isn't he? You want to get him on the ball as much as you can. I think that's the, the disappointment with performances away from home in some of the home games recently with we, we don't appear to get him on the ball enough and he goes missing in games you want him being at the forefront of of everything that we do because he is a he's great on the ball he's he's quick great at dribbling carrying the ball and he he'll link up well with players that's
2: exactly what I was about to say he can carry the ball forwards for us which Shelby. Doesn't really do. Call back definitely can't do. Anita definitely, definitely, definitely can't do. <laughs> so you know, getting the ball f- out of, from defence would be pretty helpful. Having someone who can just move the ball up the pitch quickly, mm-hmm. and you know, so I think it's worth. You know, it, was, it was worth having the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I do don't think that will happen. I was going to say, do you think? Do you not think he'd be a bit too
1: lightweight though, in well, we've especially we've in, we've in a, playing a an, game game? So
2: yeah you're right he's definitely heavier than him <laughs> <laughs> but
1: but is, is I mean I, I'll give it to Vinny he's got a big backside on him and he's happy to put a tackle in now and again he's had some now and again exactly yeah, now and yeah, again yeah. now and again I had to stop myself there from before I embarrassed <laughs> myself any further trying to put forward to that, that, that case that's the thing
2: ben,
3: that's what makes me agree with you Bollinger the fact that Anita and callback. I mean callback would would probably do a bit of grass in the middle and he would, he would make a tackle he'd make a lot of tackles but he's going to have to put a left back Anita air would be an absolute passenger in this game, he'll not get stuck in enough, he can't make any like, incisive passes, he doesn't really look forward, so he's, he's a pointless player, so I would I would bring Wijnaldum into the middle with Shelby, I think Shelby can handle that battle on his own, mm-hmm. um, and hopefully if if Wijnaldum gets gets hold of the ball, he won't have too much of that, Shelby won't have too much of that battle in the deal to do to make it unmanageable.
1: I mean hopefully if so he I didn't... Would, sorry.
3: I would definitely start those two, and it would it would allow us to do something else, which I'll talk about in a second. Um, but for me, those two in midf- in the centre of midfield
2: against a team like Sunderland makes it, at home makes the most what sense by far. One thing we're going to have to be sort of careful of as well is we've seen in the past that Iniesta just gets taken out of these games; he becomes an irrelevance And Sunderland have got a very big, strong, physical midfield at the minute, and Vernon Iniesta for me isn't isn't the guy to handle that. I mean, Wijnaldum isn't either. Well, we don't, we don't we haven't seen him being played in the thick of it yet, have we really? We've seen him played out <laughs> wide and sort of behind he's never there. behind behind the striker like we've never seen him actually in that midfield battle. So, you know, we're talking about the, the guy who was like best player in the league in Holland last year, you know. Mm-hmm. You you'd imagine he's got something about him. Um mm-hmm. and to come up against He's the, got
3: the ability to, to take the game past the centre midfield just purely in a technical manner where Anita doesn't. Yeah. And Burnham, so he's got he's got that above Anita
2: and Anita's going to be no better than him. In the physical battle, so it could, could could draw a lot of fouls as well. Uh, yeah, let's say the one thing that Sunderland's midfield have got in is there's a lot of red cards. I mean, Inver's record's been decent since he came to the Premier League, but previously he's been one to just get sent off for stupid things. And obviously, Lee Carmel like, I didn't you say any more about him? He's mm-hmm. definitely got a red card in him. So maybe having someone a bit tricky, get in him in midfield. the England squad, cut <laughs> <all>. <laughs> uh, um Now, nah, I think it'll be. I mean, it's one one of the
1: things I, th- I think a point as well is. I mean, not going over to going over it too much, but the, the away game this season, um, like we dominated the game first half. Um, we had all the possession. We we were sort of the on the front foot, um, and if we, we sort of play a similar type of game where we we're, we're on the ball, we've we've got all the possession. We're sort of dictating the play. Um, you can see that playing into Wynyardham's hands and Shelby's especially um, a lot more if if they're in in the middle together because they're both happy to receive the ball they'll they'll play it off each other um and and they'll be able to, to link up with everybody else around them a bit a lot better than I think all the other players are equipped to do so. Um I I, I don't whether he does it I think it would be a, a, quite an interesting call but I'd I'd definitely advocate it. I think that's definitely the way to go because I think it, it just all, opens up some more options uh, in other positions as well where I think they could be key and be a big benefit of the team. Um wide so that's if, it, if, then, isn't if, it? If, if if you're playing oh sorry mate.
3: That's it. Playing playing Rinaldin in the centre of the field as well allows allows another player to come in in a more advanced position.
1: Oh, I'm getting so, so excited! If he's not no playing there, there, he's either going
3: to be on the left or number ten, which means that it's either it's it's only one player that we're going to have additional to him in the but That's one three of the midfield.
1: Yeah,
3: I think our best option, and I agree with you Smith, is to have De Jong playing off Whoa. the trigger. and And um, Townsend on the wing. If Townsend's fast, he's going to mm-hmm. cause problems he's a difficult player
1: to play against um, and he's a winger, he's an actual winger. Yeah. yeah. Nah,
3: it's, so it's, it's a, a no-brainer, isn't it? If we're going to play Mitrovic, it, you've got to have talent
2: because he'll actually deliver the ball. Yeah. So what I think you probably will do is you will play any day. But, what <laughs> I, what I, what, no, but I think what you'll he, what end up doing is playing Wijnaldum back on the left and Sissoko on the right and I think I'm pretty confident De Jong will start. Um, if he
1: doesn't poke himself in the eye or
2: yeah, that. Um, blow he's his proper, toenail
1: off or something. He's as
2: soon as Benitez became our manager The first player I thought of That could, this could really benefit to De Because De Jong is a Benitez player Like yeah. um, Really well, From what we've seen of him Confident on the ball Good at retaining p- possession um, pra- Strong Strong Described as pr- pragmatic <laughs> um, You know I think he's someone that's going to be If Benitez stays has got a big big future under Benitez And I think actually already He's sort of thrown his hat in the ring For the captaincy eventually
1: Whoa, Big shout! Yeah, I mean the the games we've seen him this season, he's 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 been really good. He he just looks like a quality player when when he's fit, and that's the the frustrating thing is that he's not been available enough. But I think he's got enough about him. He as we said before, he's strong enough and big enough to to be able to hold the ball up, and it it would literally be like playing another forward in that team where he'll he'll link up with players and bring the ball. And then it's the, the problem of getting players up past them, which we haven't been doing enough recently. You need to be getting your likes of Wijnaldum running from midfield, deep line, deep runners. Yeah. Um, Shelby yeah. on the edge of the box needs to be testing the keeper. Getting Sissoko in, in Townsend past him in the, in the corners, getting across him and whatnot.
2: So a couple of other things I wanted to, wanted to say about De Jong was um, if you start De Jong, like we did against Spurs and Liverpool, mm-hmm. you can then change the team. So if we're playing Wijnaldum yeah. on the left, we can bring Townsend on, we can bring Perez on and we can change the game. Which is something that Inder McLaren, the, the team that we've put out, is just the, the is, the, is the team because yeah. there's no one to bring off the bench. Like, I don't back De Jong as someone you bring off the bench, really. Yeah. Um, and the other thing is, if you play De Jong, you don't need to play Mitrovic, so you could play, Cissé, or you could play Perez as a striker. Mm-hmm. Like, all of a sudden, it just cha- I mean, it just changes the yeah, team, yeah. changes the dy- dynamic of the team so much.
1: Nah, no, th- it's a very good chart. I think. I mean, as you say, De Jong's big enough. As I mean, as I was saying before about playing the second forward he's big enough to hold up the ball and, and bring the ball down and, and link up with the players and I think you're right we, when we're, we're struggling for a goal scorer it's, it's crying out for Cissé to come back in isn't it and and, and feed off feed off the service because we, we do look like we've got a team now If with everyone's fit on the pitch Townsend, soko him, and Shelby respectively in that team put De Jong behind the, the striker there's a lot of service in that team a lot of good players who are technically very gifted got lots of pace in that and that we should. We shouldn't be where we are. It's just we're lacking. We're probably creating enough chances in games, but we just don't have anyone to get on the end of it. Um, so yeah, I mean, I th- I, th- I agree. I think that would be a much better balance of the team. And and as you say, it gives you the option if if you do want to go long ball, then you've got De Jong and Mitrovic. And, and then it's not a case of them just being able to to double up on on Mitrovic and try and crowd them out. You you've got to worry about De Jong, and and vice versa. Um, and uh, as you, you're completely right, it just gives you more options to to, to change in-game. I think, as you say, that's one of the problems is we're too predictable a team to play. Teams know what we're going to do, whereas someone like a De Jong, if he plays in, in that 10-roll, starting that 10-roll. I mean, you could even see him sort of dropping in to, to the midfield, making a three if if need be, or, or going up front and, and making a two. He's, oh. he's a versatile, good enough player that he, he should be able to adapt anywhere.
2: Yeah. But I remember when we signed him, Pargey was sort of lauding him as Kobay's rep- like direct replacement. Yeah. Um we haven't seen him play in midfield. McLaren seemed to think that he definitely wasn't a midfielder, but you know, from what I've seen of him he looks like someone who could do it. Um yeah, it's a bit slow though.
1: There is that, but as as Mickey pointed out, so so are their players, so it shouldn't matter. Yeah. Mickey, do you wanna have, add anything on Dion? You've not already spoken about him. Uh
3: not really, I think. It's a shame <laughs> that he, he's had the injury record that he has, but
1: there's a reason we're, we're signed Ajax as captain for five and a half, six million clave. Um I think we must have known that there was there was issues with his injury record when we signed him. Um, <laughs> yeah, <he laughs> you did, nobody did. hang on, nobody could have uh, could have foreseen a punctured lung. Well, he, had a pu- uh, he had a punctured lung no, last season did. at Ajax. Oh, did he? Yeah, just when he so he's like, had two. Yeah, when it
2: happened here, oh. it happened it was the second time. Brutal,
1: and and then put um, himself in the eye. Yeah. But he, he
3: he does look like a. Like a quality player when he's when he's playing, it's just not enough. I would I would give him the shot against someone And he, of all of them as well, he's the one that looks like he's hungry when he's when he's being fit. He's been sort of buzzing about playing in the reserves. Um,
2: making we losing yet? Yeah,
1: I would
3: <laughs> I would play beyond. Wake 100%. up! One hundred percent.
2: You getting quieter again, Mickey? <laughs> Hundred percent. So, do, who do,
1: is he? Uh, back for this game? then?
2: Yep. In it's rumoured that he's going to be fit, but
3: being realistic, he, he shouldn't start as, as much as I'd like him to. It would be rash because he
1: hasn't played. But it's a, it's a, it's an option to come off the bench, isn't it? As we're yeah. saying, there another option where he has got goals in him. Um, so yeah, it's it's uh, looking good. So would you go Mitrovic or Perez? Or
2: Dunebier for that yeah. one. Um, well, I think if Cesc is fit, I'd start him. I, I think <laughs> it's worth. I think it's worth the gamble. I think you know, the, the, some of the chances we've created this season. If you just had Cesc instead of Mitrovic, you just scored them. Um, if he's fit enough to to be on the bench, then he's fit enough to start. Mm-hmm. For me, um, aside from that, I think if you you just stick with you stick with Mitrovic. He caused them a number of problems at their place. I know the score was three zero, but that obviously didn't reflect the game. Mm-hmm. He had a good game against them at the Stadium of Light, so and he'll be, you know, what he's like. He'll be bang up for this as well. Um,
3: he missed a sitter, didn't he, at their place? Yeah, yeah.
2: Setting just, just at the start, of setting off. Um, so it's, w- it's worth persevering with him. I think Perez. Mm, I'm still not. I'm, like, I want to like him as like an out-and-out striker, but I just feel like he's not mature enough yet to do it because he just comes looking for the ball. He, like, even if you play him as a striker, he comes mm-hmm. so deep for deep. it when we need someone just on their defence for the entire game, pretty much, because they are liable to mistakes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'd, I'd stick with Mitrovic if Cissé doesn't make it. Um, on Dumbia, I'd, li- I'd still really want to see Dumbia <laughs> play some actual football <laughs> for us because he comes with quite a decent record, like... And they keep saying he's not fit, but well, what what on earth has he been doing? Yeah, he um, hasn't
1: been training apparently he doesn't uh, do training, and
2: that, that's why Roma wanted rid of him,
1: so I, I don't know but you'd you'd think if they've put they've invested as much as they have him, I mean they've basically pinned their hopes on on him to come in and get with these goals. you've gotta give him a shot, surely like yeah. give him give him a chance, give him an opportunity at least try him, and then you can say if he fails then you tried it don't just not give him the option give him the opportunity it's mental Mickey me, you're too quiet again mate you need to speak into the phone it it work. A
3: chance. you're saying give him a chance then but his chance for me definitely doesn't come by starting
1: at home oh and yeah I'm not I mean, I'm, I'm not saying start him in this game but I'm just making the point that we've not we've literally he's been here since um, January and we've, we've not seen him kick a ball. yeah it's
2: like that. What was no agree be...
1: but
3: I certainly wouldn't start him Richard Perez's question is an interesting one if we start De Jong because it does open the door a bit for a striker more like Perez to play mm-hmm. because De Jong will do a bit of the a bit of the graft and a bit of the hold up which Perez just isn't capable of because of his, his size um, but it's a, it would be a gamble to start Perez yeah, can be.
2: No yeah. <laughs> Right, sorry, yeah so um. Probably worthwhile. We've gone through our team talking about Sunderland a little bit. Um, Sunderland. I don't know most of the players. <laughs> 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 this
1: should be interesting then.
2: Um, this this might not be a great conversation for you then, Mickey. Um Who's the right back? <laughs> Billy, Billy Jones, Billy, isn't it? Yeah, Billy Jones.
1: Billy
3: Jones, just average name, Billy Jones. Oh, yeah, man,
2: average name, Billy Jones. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so that's probably one of their weaknesses. Actually, Billy Jones is probably their, <laughs> probably their worst player, um, aside from Wes Brown. Um, it's Do you think we- we'll see Sissoko play on the left? Then? No, no, I think.
1: I think it depends if if Townsend if he starts Townsend. Yeah. Um, I don't think he would, but would, but he did. Obviously, that was mm-hmm. a real. Uh, that was obviously a plan straight away.
2: Yeah, no, it's possible the Billy Jones is is pretty pretty awful. One but thing that Van Aanholt is good at he's good going forward, but Van Aanholt can't defend. So. Oh yeah, I was about to say Sissoko might be better off on the right, exposing the, the space behind Van Aanholt and uh, and Kazi. I think it's been they've been playing there, so it'll be interesting to see where he puts him. But um, I think either side, their full-backs are pretty pretty weak generally. Uh, Van Arnold could cause us trouble going forwards, but defensively he's shocking. I think he's one. He's probably the worst le- left back in the league for defending. Um,
1: I don't know how was are up there because <laughs> we don't have one
2: <laughs> yeah. Dummett
1: D- D- can defend at least probably. they've got a left like well I suppose at least
2: yeah um, but sort of so it's worth sort of noting that Sunderland have picked up six points from the last five games and they've only lost once which was against West Ham so since January they've actually sort of picked up a little bit um, bringing in the likes of Kony alright
1: put your red shirt away will you
2: um, t- t- well, in we, can, we can all just pretend that they're absolutely awful. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably. Worth I'd, li- I'd much prefer that. Um, <laughs> no, carry on Okay. Well, you know, they were rubbish at West Ham. <laughs> they although They actually played okay at West Ham. <laughs> um, they have picked up a little bit. We touched on Coney before. Like, I think if we'd, you know, if we'd had Benitez and we were playing the Sunderland team that we played last time, I think we'd smash them all over at Saint James's Park. But I think this is going to be a really, really difficult game for us because of the likes of the players they brought in. Like, I've just mentioned Kone. This Kazi, um, all but one failed Rabona, looks like a pretty decent player as well. Mm -hmm. Um, That was
3: pathetic, though. What was he doing there?
2: (laughs) Go on, Mickey. I would be furious
3: if that was one of our players. Ah. Regardless of who it was, I'd be so angry.
2: It reminded me of something Ben Arfa might try, except Ben Arfa would have pulled it off. I mean... um, yeah. I mean this is you know, if anyone's got anything else to say on the Sunday players we I can just move think on, you know. I don't want to just list all of their players. The the biggest point, is quite good, yeah, but. the
1: biggest the biggest point, the, the biggest difference is that they've they've got Defoe who when they, when they signed him I thought what are they playing at like? I didn't think that would be and like at any point a success for him I thought he's he's past it, he's obviously lost his desire, the fact that he'd gone and played in the MLS, he's he'd lost his his, his um his appetite I guess. Like that, that's all that signifies to me players going to America they're going for the paycheck they're not going for anything else um, so when they brought him back I, I thought like what is the point of that he's not going to be interested but he's he scored some big goals for them um, and obviously he'd, he'd scored uh, last year um, to, to beat where it's it's just one of those things isn't it you need to keep keep tabs on him and he's, he's still somehow at the age of 34 whatever he is finds space in the box I mean, how defenders let like let them get away with them? I don't know. It's it, it's ridiculous, but there's that risk there, and I think that's why you've got to play in Bemba And I would just tell him Bember just to go and stick on him more game and mark him tightly because he's not as quick as he used to be, but he's, he's still got enough nous about him to get free in the box. And that, that's gonna be yeah, that's gonna but be, be we're we're biggest um, he's got sort a, of threat.
2: Got exactly what Mitrovic is missing, just that nouse in the box. Like mm-hmm. he just knows where to be, knows the run to make and. Or he just does it instinctively. He doesn't even mm-hmm. think about it, which is what Mitrovic lacks. Um, yeah, he's—he's—I'd say he's thought that he's the real difference between Newcastle and Sunderland at the minute. Because if we just had a goal scorer like Defoe, we wouldn't be in the trouble we're in now. Like, mm-hmm. um, we also wouldn't have Rafa Benitez. So maybe it's good for him. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> um, like, yeah, he's—he's he's just been without. Without him, they'd have been doomed long ago. Like, I mean, how you scored, you score Ten goals or something yeah, for the season? No,
3: ten, no. like, We'd be tenth with
2: Defoe. Yeah,
3: if we had to follow
1: an squad
3: if we mm-hmm. can. Yeah. Um If we can keep them quiet on Sunday they've not they've got no chance. If we can keep him from scoring, they've got they won't they won't win. Mm-hmm. They won't score.
2: Yeah, well, I don't know if that's true. They've got they've got and who's been a bit of a handful for them. And Is not, has he scored yet? He hasn't scored, but he's been a bit of a he's been a nuisance. So he might
1: be he might be a nuisance out on the wing which could cause one of our defenders to kick the ball on her own net—is that what? you Yeah,
2: I would say that's genuinely like a really, really <laughs> possibility. <laughs> left, left kind back Jack Colback <laughs> just craps himself the in. It happened. It
1: happened literally two weeks ago against Bournemouth. <laughs> didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I'm, I'm putting it out there as a ridiculous like shoot, shoot <laughs> balling down but I'm, I'm shooting myself down because we literally saw it happen <laughs> two weeks ago. That's embarrassing, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean
2: no one no one's got anything out
1: aboutland so I, I I don't particularly want to talk about them to be honest i mean it's, you're right you're right to point out a few threats but I think rafa'll be well aware of what what Sunland are about um I mean he's been in England so the, the whole um in the past i think he still watches a lot of Premier League football so surely he knows exactly what what Sunland are going to come and try and do um i think he's he's got enough about him to be able to um neutralize their threats. It's just a case of the players applying it on the pitch, um, but I think a big, a big statement will be the the team he selects out, and I guess the mentality. We'll, we'll know what what his his priority is when when we see that that team sheet. Because I think if he goes to the, the the team that we've um, suggested uh, tonight, that'll be a big statement of intent that we're, we're going out there to give them a good hiding and, and force the issue on them and, and put them under pressure. And I think that's what we need, how we need to approach this game. Um, yeah, I think. I bet they, he's on the spot Ben, score. I think we'll
2: win 2-1. Holland 7-0. Get it. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're going to win 3-0. I think I think we'll, we'll
1: walk away with it. I, think I don't think there. with our defence we'll... I mean, I, I suppose it's, as I said, I mean, we're probably... Like Leicester shouldn't have scored against we really. They didn't really create That's too fair. many great chances. So. We're,
2: we're such an unknown quantity still under Benitez. Like how much of an effect is he going to have had on them because you, can't, you couldn't really tell against Leicester this is the one where you're going to find out you, you, you don't turn bad players into good players overnight do you no um, it's going to be pretty interesting to find out I'm getting there was a the back here um, have you got some <laughs> speakerphone Miggie no uh, yes <laughs> 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 Um but, yeah, it was like still such an. And I think we're gonna, like, I've been one of these people all season that's been like, we've got good players, we've just got a bad manager. Well, mm-hmm. we're about to find out whether yeah, we've just no. been kidding ourselves. Because if they're not going to play for Benitez, mm-hmm. then they're not going to play. They're not fit to wear so. the shirt or any shirt. If they can't be asked to play for him.
1: Mickey, I'll turn it around on you. What do you think?
2: What do I think, on what? Oh, you said <laughs> 3 0, no, didn't you? Sorry. Said
1: 3 no, yeah. <laughs> Who do you think is going to get the goals?
3: Um, defensive plays. I'd love to call back to get one. <laughs> um, I think maybe Mitchell, Mitchell will get one, maybe two. when Adam will be on the shoes, and possibly De Jong.
2: Yeah, four four goals, four goals in a three nil game. One will get disallowed. Yeah, there you go. Can't wait to see that. Saved you. I'd love to call back to score. Nothing would give me more. Yeah, he's than call back it, to score. He should have scored at that this season as well. But yeah,
1: he should have. He completely missed it. The shot didn't he? Uh, that was a shot. Yeah. yeah. The less we talk about that, the better. I think.
3: Agreed. So, a briefly talk about um, Dottie's match preview. Have you, have you two read it?
1: Uh, I haven't, but just looking at the comments, is this suitable for the radio?
3: It's, as long as we don't repeat the language that's been used in the spot. <laughs> um, I don't know whether it's been. I'll let, I'll let you out, lead. Not, but um, it's worth it's worth all of you having a read of uh, Dodgy's match preview because it's great and it mentions a few things we've talked about in the past, including. Um, Adam Johnson which we haven't really spoken about on the, either the radio show or the podcast wrestling to news broke um, but more interesting than that is the Sunland fans reaction on their on their um, their forum I don't know what it's called ready to go is it R uh, two they're all absolutely beaten off about us. <laughs> about Dodds talking about Sunland, <laughs> which is it's just a great read they just made themselves look so stupid Um the the most ironic, most common and most ironic comment from them is just talking about how we're obsessed with them, how, how Dodds is, is obsessed with them because he's writing an article about the Derby and talking about Sunland when let's uh, be honest they're, they're constantly obsessed about Newcastle, they're constantly talking about Newcastle their weekend depends on Newcastle's result, not Sunland's result, and they're all sitting there reading an article about the Derby written by a Newcastle fan, like uh, just there's no reason, there's no circumstances where I'd be like, I wonder what Sunderland fans are thinking this week. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go on their their fanzine website and read an article written by one of their fans about the about the match coming at the weekend. So I just think. That in. I've got no right. interest in what they've got to say.
2: So I think you know this might be an unpopular view, but obviously. Oh, here comes Sunderland! <laughs> Sunderland Bolland again. No, no, right. So Dodds has obviously written this preview. They've all kicked off about it on their message board because they've been reading. True our faith. Board. Right. And then this has come about because <laughs> we've then been reading their message board kicking off. So they uh, so no, no,
1: no, it's it's the egg and the chicken pollen. They're
2: more obsessed than us. Um <laughs> it's just the way it is. Stop just, being so
1: obsessed reading like so, allowing us to read things that you've read about our things, man.
2: <laughs> um so it's it's I guess it's part and parcel of the rivalry, isn't it?
1: it's fun yeah. it's fun
2: it is good. it's a good read though I, I strongly recommend you just go and Wait,
1: a look like, it
3: cracked me up when I read it before their comments about all
1: oh, right <laughs> oh. obviously mess. nothing we can repeat on the radio I'm sure they
2: most of them we can't they don't they don't really understand irony or like jokes like everything they must take they take everything so literally um, which they do in real life as well they're an odd bunch <laughs> uh, well, how's everyone?
3: How's everyone feeling? Let us know on Twitter if you're feeling the same as us. The last two days for me, my attitude has changed completely. I'm so nervous now. I was doing all right at the start of the week, but oh,
2: I'm really nervous. I tell you, it's such a huge game. I tell you what really perks me up. Whenever I get really nervous, is just go and watch the videos of the fans at Leicester singing Rafa Benitez's name, <laughs> and then for like 20 minutes, you're like, ah, no, it's all going to be all right, isn't it?
3: There's yeah. a good a good ten minute video from half time on Monday night of, of everyone singing on the concourse, which is class I've watched it below.
1: <laughs> yeah we will be down there yep. yeah that was it was good atmosphere. I did enjoy that It's nice to have that um optimism back, isn't it yeah yeah it's
3: yeah. nice to spend four hours in the in the car on the way to Leicester trying to make a song about <laughs> <what we're putting laughs> to the I'm every woman
2: <laughs> <laughs> Shh. someone want to give her a rendition. No, no, with it. You weren't against the idea in the four hours down. Ben. Yeah, I wasn't, but I'd, I'd had far
1: more to drink than I have tonight. So <laughs> yeah, after a
3: few cans in the car, we all thought that we'd crack it and we'd the song. For <laughs> oh, and it was, it it re- was right. good
1: fun. It was good fun. <laughs> Lots of fun we had. Right. Well, I think that's our time tonight. Um, so hopefully, we'll be back doing a podcast next week. Uh, talking about the smashing, the demolition of, of Sunderland at St. James' Park. Um, so keep an eye out for that. Uh, read Doggers match preview on the Truth Faith website. Um, and then we'll be back again at the same time next week on the radio show as well. So thank you for listening and uh, we'll speak to you soon. Good.